Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. Being intentional about the way you set goals can have a huge impact on your success. In this episode, I spoke with Kristen Schmidt, founder of Thrive to Lead LLC, a coaching and consulting firm about setting and achieving your goals. We discussed what goal setting looks like if 2020 threw you off completely, how to set realistic goals, when to adapt and change your goals, and much more. Here's what she had to say. Every year it's important before sitting down and trying to set goals to really reflect upon the previous year in terms of what did I do well? What am I proud of? Where, you know, was I disappointed or where did I go sideways? And what were the key things that I learned? And I think that that's especially important when we think about last year. You know, what, what did the year teach us? What did we learn about ourselves and what we value? And perhaps certain skills or talents may have emerged that you didn't know that you had, or you developed in a way that you would not have anticipated. So really spending time reflecting upon last year and the good, bad, and the ugly and the learnings is really um, helpful in looking at 2021 and setting goals moving forward. Much of our lives still aren't normal and they probably won't be that way for a while. So how does that factor into goal setting for this year? I think in setting goals, it's really important to consider that and to sort of the default be, okay, let me consider what goals are going to be important or what I want to accomplish with the assumption that we're going to be in the status quo for a while and and how might what we would normally set, how might that be different? And then secondly, looking at it and saying, okay, if all of a sudden everything opens back up and things go back to quote unquote normal, how do those change? So one might come out of this with sort of a plan A and a plan B, or goals for status quo, goals for going back to normal. Or there might be middle ground too, because our our new normal might not be the same as the old normal. But so, so an example that I think of is I have a client who used to have a super long commute, and obviously that time he's gained back now, he has that time, and so decided to do some professional development work and take some courses. Well, once he goes back in office and resumes that commute, that time's going to be taken back away from him. So he's going to have to to shift accordingly. So really looking at it in terms of, okay, if we're as we are now, how do things look and what does success look like? And then if we go back to as things were before or somewhere in the middle, how does that change all of that? And I love that perspective because I think a lot of times with goal setting, you know, people have high hopes, which is which is great. But you know, sometimes you set those goals that are so big and so high that once you get into it, it can seem kind of daunting uh, to try to accomplish those and to be realistic about it. To think, okay, like when things change, how can I still work toward this goal? That way, you don't, you know, lose um, your ambition to that goal completely. Definitely. And really just kind of looking at it as not hard and fast, but we have to be flexible and and kind to ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, just giving ourselves every opportunity for an excuse, but realizing that the circumstances are constantly changing and we need to adjust our expectations and our goals for ourselves accordingly. 
And I just mentioned, you know, setting realistic goals. And Kristen, you gave the example of uh, your client kind of thinking about how he'll use that time when um, he is making that drive again. How would you suggest setting goals that will still push people? But like I mentioned, you know, don't intimidate them. That's kind of an unrealistic goal, even though it sounds great when you first start out, but might not make sense. So I, I think a lot of people, and this definitely works, subscribe to the to the SMART goal acronym. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And I think that's great because you know making them time bound, making sure that they're achievable, they're as specific as possible. All of those things are really important. But I would add a couple other layers. So making sure that the goal is meaningful to you beyond the achievement of the goal. So if I achieve X, what does that mean for me? And why is that important? So that might be something like, I want to make partner so that I will make more money and be able to provide a higher standard of living for my family. So making sure that the goal just kind of isn't in a vacuum, but it has more meaning in your life. Um, and then secondly, thinking about it as I'm going to set goals that depend upon my success and not the success of anyone else. So if you set a goal that you want to finish your basement, but you're relying on your spouse to do most of the work and he or she isn't fully on board, that might be a goal that you need to rethink because you want it to be attributable to your actions and your success as opposed to someone else's. I think that's so helpful to, you know, like you mentioned, kind of tying it to a bigger meaning and then also thinking, thinking through that goal realistically. Okay, how is this actually going to fit into my life? It might sound great, you know, when you first think of it or write it down on paper, but then actually like working through those steps and being like, how am I going to do this? Definitely. And, and thinking about at the same time, okay, what could get in the way or what are my barriers to success and what are my plans, you know, to avoid that or work through that. And when you mention barriers to success, that is another thing I wanted to ask you about when you're, when you're talking to professionals and clients of yours about goals that they've set for themselves, what common mistakes do you hear people making where you think, Ooh, that might not be the best way to achieve that or or maybe that goal doesn't make sense for you. What mistakes are you hearing? So I think there are a lot of ways that people can go sideways. And the first two that stand out are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. So the first is you think, oh, it's, it's January 1st or it's whenever I, I set goals and then you set the goals and then you, you, you know, just put them in your head or you put them in a drawer somewhere and you never really think about them again until the end of the year. Um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I've seen people that have become so hyper-focused on the achievement of their goals that they throw the baby out with the bathwater. So if, for example, you set a goal of, I'm going to get X number of new clients in this year, you may, people who are, you know, go, being hyper-vigilant about that might start taking on clients who are not the ideal client or are too demanding or really don't fit into what they want. And so you want to make sure that you're not so focused on the achievement of that goal that you do things that are going to not be in your best interest or the best interest of your business. 
And is that something you think, especially with um, 2020 being so unpredictable that maybe some people might struggle to consider, especially if they feel like maybe they got thrown off track in 2020 and they're like, I have to achieve these goals this year. I have to do it. You know, now we've been through a whole year of this and things are hopefully looking up. What would you say to those people who are kind of really holding themselves to that high standard? I think just giving themselves a little bit of grace and understanding that we're all doing the best with what we have and what we know how to do right now. So not sort of feeling the pressure of, okay, oh, wow, I need to make up for lost time. I mean, where am I now? And really thinking about that. And what did I learn last year, but not how do I make up for what I didn't accomplish last year? Because it's, it's a journey. It's not hard and fast. It's not right and wrong. In other articles I've read about setting your goals is finding like an accountability partner, you know, someone to tell your goals to. What would you say about um, how people can best hold themselves accountable to the goals that they've set? So accountability, I think, is a bad word to a lot of people because they just think of it as, you know, someone's going to be, it's a, it's a way to measure whether I've been good or bad. But I think it's more thinking about it in terms of a support. So if putting your goals out there on social media and reporting in your progress is something that'll keep you moving along, I'm all for it. Um, if it's something that's going to give you a reason to beat yourself up, that's probably not the most positive thing for yourself. But I, I think in, in setting up, you know, some sort of an accountability partnership or accountability to a group, that can be a really good thing. Again, as long as you're considering it as a support. So say you decide, you and another person decide that you're going to be accountability partners for your goals. Really looking at, okay, what are the parameters of that relationship? How often are you going to check in with one another and what does that look like? And then getting that on the schedule and then talking through, okay, so when we check in, if I'm doing really well, how are, you, how are we going to celebrate that? Or what does that mean? And how do we, you know, really capitalize upon that from a motivational standpoint? And on the flip side of that, so if I'm not making the progress that I want, what do I want my accountability partner to help me do? What do we want to talk through how that needs to change or why? But really looking at that more holistically, again, as a support, as opposed to, you know, just something I have to report in, I guess. Um, so for example, right now I'm taking this advanced coaching course um, to which I needed to apply and be accepted. But part of the application process, I needed to apply with a group so that we went in with an accountability group to help each other with our progress along the way. And any individuals that applied were not accepted. You needed to be doing this with a group. So you would have that structure and that support. So, and it really, it's working really well. And I'm getting a lot more out of it because of that. And something you you just mentioned, Kristen, is um, you know celebrating the the small wins and the progress that you have. I'm curious, how important would you say, especially for maybe someone who's has like a long term goal, um, that it is to celebrate you know those small wins and those like small um, measures of progress. I think it's really important because it it keeps us going and it also it kind of 
elevates that, you know, the positive part of the brain where we're making ourselves feel good as opposed to beating ourselves up. So I, I really think it, celebrating and then, you know, maybe rewarding yourself in some way or whatever that looks like for you, but really taking stock and say, and acknowledging your achievements can be really important and um, empowering. And this is something that, that you've touched on a couple times in our conversation, but it's intentionality, you know, making sure that these goals make sense for you. What would you say to someone who, who maybe gets into the goal um, and they kind of realize maybe this doesn't make sense for me. When should you take stock of your goals to kind of figure out, does this still make sense for where I want to be? I think first when setting a goal, setting it with keeping in mind that, okay, this is the goal that I'm setting based upon what I know and what information I have right now. And then these are the points at which I'm going to evaluate along the way or and, and have certain milestone goals. So for example, if, if you decide you're gonna run a 10K in June, then maybe setting a, a touchstone point at the end of April, where if you're gonna be successful in that 10K in June, where do you need to be or want to be at the end of April? And then taking stock at that point, you know, assessing your progress, celebrating if you're if you're blowing it out and then if you're not saying okay so what do i need to do differently what do i want to do differently or is this the right goal do i need to adjust it and we've talked a lot about you know um the the intentionality coming up with goals that make sense for you kind of how to readjust if you get off course why do you think goal setting um, can be so beneficial to someone's career, especially given you know the unpredictability of 2020? Why would you um, suggest goal setting for 2021? Well, it's kind of, if we don't know where we wanna go, we're definitely not gonna get there. So goal setting provides a direction. And, and when we have a direction, we have meaning and purpose, and it provides motivation. Um, my mentor actually refers to it. He calls it aim setting. He doesn't call it goal setting. And I think it, that's particularly meaningful, especially right now, because we want to set direction that's going to give us focus and forward movement, but we don't want to be just doing that to give ourselves a reason to beat ourselves up. And if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, that they're they're getting really fired up and they want to set goals for themselves for this year, what would you suggest would be the best way to get started? I would say sit down and reflect upon the past year or the past 15 months and, and think about, you know, what what am I proud of? What did I achieve? What did I do well? And then where was I disappointed? What did I learn about myself? And, and what things emerged from me during you know, the, the past year or so that um, I may want to consider? And then just really, if you haven't had a lot of experience with goal setting, start simple. Think about one or two things that are going to be meaningful and that if you succeed, they're gonna provide you with something 
beyond that. So starting small, I mean, I think people will sit down and, oh, they're all fired up, as you said, and they set like five, six goals. And then a month later, it's like, oh, this is, you know, this is just overwhelming. So really just thinking about the one or two things that are most important for you to accomplish or most important to provide direction and then taking it from there. It's kind of like building a muscle. And I love that perspective because I think, again, like we've mentioned a couple of times, sometimes it can be really intimidating when you're setting goals or you, you think like, oh my gosh, how am I going to achieve this? But when it's, when you think it's, you know, it's like building a muscle, it's like little progress, little by little, um, that makes it seem a lot more achievable and doable. Yeah. And, and, and not overthinking it. I mean, I mean, setting something or a starting point is better than nothing. And it's further ahead than you were before. And if it's, if you gain further information and it's, you have to pivot or it's not the right thing, or you need to adjust, so be it. Just being, recognizing that, that this is all a process and that's the important piece. It's not good or bad. I guess it's, it's kind of using discernment rather than using judgment. Thank you to Kristen for taking the time to speak with us more about setting and achieving goals. So what goals have you set for 2021? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.